Welcome to the Coach Speak Podcast, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Steve Medford, the show where we talk coaching with some of the best in the business. In this episode, Bill Roseberry sits down with Katie Broadway. Stay tuned. Coach Speak starts in 20 seconds. To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Steve Medford, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 498-8523. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. All right, we're back here on Coach Speak with a Civic Memorial legend. Um, We have Katie Broadway here on Coach Speak. Katie, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. I'm honored to be here, so thanks for having me. Yeah, and I mean, Katie, I wanted to reach out to you because um, I recently had Troy Washburn on, um, Alton High basketball player who went into the IBCA Hall of Fame, and you went in at the same time as as Troy. I've also had um, uh, Chuck Burke on from from Wood River who went in, so I'm just trying to make my rounds here on all you local guys that went into the IBCA. Just talk about what a big deal that was for you and, and how much fun that night was. Absolutely. Um, it, it still kind of feels a little bit like a dream. I think, um, like most of us, I think it's it's easy to only think about the things that you didn't accomplish. Like for me, I, I go through it like, well, I didn't do this, I didn't do this. And um, these types of nights and these types of awards kind of um, really make me kind of think back on, on all the positives that I, I did do and I did accomplish and it was really fun to um, to be honored that way and especially have it be at Illinois State uh, right. my alma mater um, yeah so that was it was really a neat experience to be in the gym and um, my whole family was there to support me and and be there for me as they have been through my entire basketball career since the first time I picked up a ball to now, you know, towards the end of getting this Hall of Fame recognition. But, um, yeah, it's just really cool experience. But I think, you know, one of the coolest things was just to be in a room full of so much talent. I mean, just everybody who was being awarded and inducted into the Hall of Fame, just reading about their accomplishments and hearing it and seeing them. It's just, I mean, that, that room was full of talent and it was pretty cool to be a part of that list. Yeah. I mean, do, do you really start reflecting quite a bit when you get into a situation like that uh, and thinking back on all the things you did through your basketball career? I did. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> makes me think it's been 10 years since I played college ball. And that is crazy to me to think that that there's been so much time in between there, but um, it was it was fun. It was fun to think back on the different memories that I had in college and then even in high school and um, so forth. So, yeah, it, it definitely got me reminiscing on a lot of good times and memories that I had um, in that arena. Yeah, now let's go back to, to those days in CM, and, and um, obviously, you know, when you, when you graduated, you left the school with 2,000, 79 points which was the all-time leading scorer at the time your senior year you averaged 24.4 points per game and you had um the record for 39 points scored in a game uh at cm and just you really i think where this program is today at civic memorial um you had a lot of um you know you uh, there's a big you left a big footprint on that program to get it to where it is today. Obviously, Jonathan Denny was 
bringing that uh, program up from from nothing and building it kind of and um you know you were his first superstar and you know the program has just flourished since then i mean um when you look back on on, on civic memorial in those days just what do you remember most about playing as an eagle sure yeah um I, i'm just so proud of where the program is today it's it's absolutely incredible and to think that now i was part of the teams that were in the beginning stages of building that program is, is really special. Um, and, and we talk a lot about that with, with Madison, um, Denny quite often at most of the alumni games and things we've had. Um, I think one of the most special things of, of playing and what I remember as an Eagle was the opportunity to, to get to play with my sister. Um, she was two years older than me and um, just having, I mean, growing up together, we were always out in the, in the driveway shooting mm-hmm. and you know we have the same goals and same dreams and we just love to play a game and so to have the opportunity to play with her the teachers that I did was was really special um and something that I look back and remember a lot of, of playing that CM um obviously we went through a lot of different changes of we were always the you know, when I played it was um two classes right and so we were we were always the bottom of you know 2a and and struggling to compete against big schools like edwardsville and and alton and and things and you know we we didn't always have the best chance but um my sophomore year and my sister's senior year uh we almost we almost took down edwardsville and that was such a fun game and (laughs) such a fun run and even though we didn't win um it was a it was a special moment um and i think a a big starting point for CM, you know, obviously that next year, Jonathan Denny came in and took over the program. And, um, I think it, he really started to build something special then, um, with the team that we had. Yeah. And, um, you also played a little softball there too. And, and they had some success, um, during that time too. Uh, what did you enjoy playing more at the time? Obviously basketball, you took on to the next level, but, uh, um, just tell, talk about playing softball there for the Eagles too, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's hard to pick a favorite. Honestly, I, I really loved softball. I loved playing it. Um, and it was it was hard when it came time to, like, choose, you know, which way did I want to go. And, and also thinking in high school, I remember I, I didn't even know if I would even get an opportunity to play in college. Um, and when that started to become real, I really had to think about, you know, what, what route did I want to go. And, and I considered um, – going to a smaller school to play both and continue on to be a, a dual sport athlete and, and play both. But when it came time, um, I don't know, just something, something clicked and I basketball just felt right. Um, and, and that's where I wanted to, to grow in, but a lot of great memories with softball. Um, I'm still a, a big fan of the game today and they, the CM program now for softball has really grown into right. something special as well. Um, so it's just, it's really fun. It's fun to see both programs that I have been a part of, um, really flourish and take off and just be so successful. Now, did you play for Mike Eddy? Is that correct? I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. And what position did you play in softball? So I actually played a few different positions. I, I know I started at shortstop, but I, um, found my way over to first base. Um, one time and, and I, I fell in love with it and that's where we needed somebody to play, I think at the time. And, um, I just continued to play first base. So, but I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think I liked being involved in the action of almost every play and, um, 
Yeah, it was fun. Now, um, what what got you into sports? Obviously, I know your family, your your uh, father and your your uncle were good athletes around here, also. But uh, what was it that? When did you first pick up a basketball or pick up a a softball glove and and get into playing those sports? Um, I think as soon as I could walk. <laughs> um, my <laughs> yeah, like you said, um, my my dad and uncle and. Um, everybody kind of on in my family were big sports fans just in general. And, um, my dad coached, um, coached my T-ball team. I remember getting involved with that, but for basketball, I remember he coached, I think it might've been like an eighth grade boys team or something at the time. And my sister and I would go to practices with them. And I, I remember there's a picture actually it's, it's in my room. Um, but it's my sister and I holding basketballs and we're standing next to my dad and, my dad's very tall. He's six six, and at the at the time, you know, just the dispo- the cameras at the time just took. So my dad's like cut off. It's just his like legs you can see, and then there's my <laughs> sister and I holding basketballs. I think I'm like two years old, and we're just looking up to him. Um, it's a sweet, very sweet picture that I I always hold on to and uh, things. So yeah, I I think as soon as I could walk, there was a basketball or glove or saw some some type of sports. Um, equipment in my hand now obviously you leave cm like i said all-time leading scorer there at the time and you're uh you decide to go to illinois state what were some of the other places that might have been looking at you before you decided to go up there to normal yeah i had um go had um a a few other schools pretty interested uh, but i i kind of knew where at least i wanted to play within the missouri valley um once i once I figured out that I had division one looks and I could go division one, um, my sights were set on playing in the Missouri Valley conference. And that was because of Jackie styles who played at Southwest Missouri state at the time, now Missouri state, but, um, she was my idol, uh, person. I, I mean, I, I think that's really when it clicked. I I was in fifth grade. I think when I first kind of saw her play, um, and of course I loved basketball up until then and playing and, you know, I was picking it up and, um, but once I saw her play, that was like dream switch. And I was like, okay, I want to play college basketball. I want to be in the WNBA. I want to be just <laughs> like Jackie Styles, you know? Um, so she went to Missouri state and, um, so I, I knew I wanted to compete there. So actually Missouri state was on that list that, it came down to Missouri State, Illinois State, and Indiana State were my top three choices. And um, I had visits set up to all of the schools. And when I went up, Illinois State was first. And I don't know, something happened while I was there. It just felt right. And I had my visit, official visit. And on the last day, we went to breakfast with the coaches. And I didn't even tell my parents or anything. Um, but we had breakfast and the the head coach was like, so Katie, what's, what's it going to be? And I said, I want to commit. And I don't know where it came from, but it just felt right. It just felt real. And, um, so I, I decided to commit then. Wow. And then talk about your experience there. Obviously you end up being a a part of the thousand point club with the Redbirds there. And, um, your senior year, again, you set a school record there with 89 three pointers. So, I mean, you had a, a really, really solid career, in college there at Illinois State, too. So just talk about that experience and kind of the learning curve of going from being a standout high school player 
to then to the Division One college level? Sure, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, just looking back on that transition from from high school to college, I mean, it, it is a huge transition and something that is very difficult to go through, especially when you come from a small school where you're a big fish and then you go into a big school where you're a small fish and everybody else is just as talented as you um, and, you know, you gotta you got to earn your spot. And so I remember that that freshman year was really hard and <laughs> we went up the the summer before, you know, for voluntary workouts and different things. So we were taking classes in the summer. So I remember graduating from high school and I left within like a week to go wow. to college um, and, and start workouts. And man, I never knew what working out was really like. I mean, <laughs> Jonathan Denny was definitely did well to prepare and he was, he was tough on us and good practices, which definitely helped. Um, but college at college level really, uh, is a big wake up call and, um, have a lot of fun memories and funny memories of, you know, conditioning in the mornings and, um, everything that you have with your teammates. But, um, I, I think that's what I most attest to the success that I, that I had in college. And as a, as a Redbird is the amazing coaches that I had there just to learn from. Um, and then as well as my teammates, I, I came in to Illinois state on a veteran team. They were, um, established within the Missouri Valley conference. They had just won the conference championship the year before I came in and they had a lot of returning players that were on the starting line. So just the, the, teammates and the women that I got to learn from as a freshman was so valuable, I think, to the additional years as I continued to grow and become an upperclassman. Um, you know, as a freshman, I, I didn't get to play as much as I surely hoped to, um, but I, great, I got great experience, and I'm, I'm so glad that I stuck it out and got through those hard times, and there were a lot of hard times, and calling to mom and dad and saying, you know, what am I doing? And did I make the wrong choice? Should I have gone somewhere else? And um, they were just always very supportive, and they pushed me to be my best, and um, I realized that too. And I had great coaches and teammates who did the same. Um, and so looking back, I'm just really glad that I, I stuck, it, stuck out through the hard times um, to have such a great career at Illinois State. Yeah, it's, it, I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, when you become a, a, a collegiate athlete, especially a Division One collegiate athlete, it's, it, it goes from being like, you know, this f- fun sport you played. I mean, obviously, it, it, it gets tough to be a high school athlete and, and juggle your homework a little bit, but nothing like college. I mean, it's like a full-time job when you get there. I mean, it you really have to kind of push yourself and 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 find a a real real deep passion to keep playing at that level, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You that's 100% correct. I mean, it, it is like it is a full-time job and you have to keep up with your schoolwork. Um so the time management is crazy, you know. I I had to sacrifice a lot of things. Um sure, like we still had fun. I still he was a college student every now and then, but, um, yeah, for the most part, it, it is, it's your job. It's why you're there. And, you know, I was lucky enough to get a, a full ride scholarship there. And so, um, there's a lot leaning on that. You know, there's a lot of expectations from your coaches, from your right. teammates and, um, you don't want to let them down. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely takes a lot of passion and 
there's ups and downs with it, but I think that's what, I mean, I, I loved the game so much. Um, all I wanted to do was play. And I think I just looked back on those times and I just remembered that I'm just grateful to be in this position to still be able to play the game that I love at a level that not many other people get to, to play at, you know? So um, just try to be as grateful as possible when I was running all those conditioning stairs at five in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any like just signature moments or games or or anything that just stand out stories that you remember about that, that time up there at college? Uh, There's, there's a lot probably. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think now, especially too being so far removed, um, I think, and, and actually I was just talking to an old teammate about this, um, she came up here and visited me and we were hanging out and just kind of talking about things. And she coaches college now as well. And we were just kind of talking about what we miss most. And like, it's just those little things, you know, that the everyday, like showing up to practice, uh, the time with your teammates in the athletic room, getting ready for a game in your locker room, you know, just teammates being there to pick you up when you're down and then celebrate your wins together. I mean, it's just so special being a college being a, a college athlete is so special. It brings you so many memories and, and things in life, that life moments um, and life lessons. So I think all of those things really are, are what's most important. Um, of course, I always remember um, the big game against that we had against Illinois and the WNIT um, where we beat them on a, on a buzzer beater. And um, that was obviously one to remember, but um, yeah, I think just the, all the little memories um, and little moments with teammates and coaches and just being there is, is what's the most important and special. Going back, kind of the same question about CM. When you think back there at your time, um, I mean, is it is that game pushing Edwardsville? I mean, you mentioned that earlier. I mean, that's a, a big memory, but I mean, what are some of the, the standout moments of being an Eagle, too? Yeah, I think um, – just just a lot of the same things, you know, uh, a lot of those uh, teammates that we have known since, you know, we were little playing against each other. Like, you know, I, I went to a private school and um, the public school, like they had the Little Eagles program and I my dad had his team, you know, just playing against those um, girls at a young age and growing up together throughout. And then we come to high school and we get to be together and actually play with each other and compete um, and become friends. Um, that's, that's pretty special. Um, we had a lot of good moments, um, in high school, really, like I said, I, I feel like there were a lot of like almost moments in, in high school, you know, uh, obviously like we didn't get to win a conference, um, or even regional to that point. Um, and that's looking back, you know, again, our, our classes were that way and we were going battling up against the biggest ones and, and did our best, but, um, yeah, I just, I look back on all of those, um, other players that we, I got to play very good athletes. Um, the tournaments that we did, Jonathan, when Jonathan Denny came in, um, he took us to, we went to Notre Dame, I think for a school, like a summer basketball camp. And we got to play on the Notre Dame court, which is really cool. We got to see the campus, see the, the field and the locker room and the football field. Um, got to meet um, the coaches, and so that was a really special and memorable moment that we had there. Is J.D. a guy you still keep in touch with today? 
Absolutely. Um, Jonathan easily became a, a like a father figure, you know, second father figure to me and just such a supporter and um, just celebrator. I mean, I outside of my family, I don't know if there's another like bigger cheerleader that mm-hmm. I have in my life. Um, he is just he's always been there to support me and help me through hard times and celebrate the wins. And you said you went to pride. Did you go to Zion, I guess? I went to Our Lady Queen of Peace. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll transition here, too. You, you, you had another pretty good, pretty big cheerleader in uh, Bethalto, and um, she went on to follow in your footsteps. And uh, she talks about you quite a bit for a reason why she, um, you know, wanted to become a basketball player and do all the things she did, and that's Allie Treckler. And, I mean, you guys, I mean, you're a little bit, you know, quite a bit older than Allie, but, you, you know, she grew up kind of watching you play and – followed in your footsteps and she came in and and broke all your records there at Civic Memorial became a division 1 athlete herself just finished up a stellar career at SIUE as an a thousand, a thousand point scorer too and and um you know I had Allie on the podcast a while back and and she really talked a lot about you and and what watching you meant to her and everything and and we talked about the night that she broke your record and and everything and you came back and were there at the gym. Um, just she talked about what that meant to her to have you there. What did it mean to you, and why did you make it such a, an effort to be there for her on that night? Yeah, I actually um, I listened to the podcast, so I got to hear her. Um, <laughs> I I am just I mean, Allie is just a tremendous athlete, a tremendous basketball player. But on top of that, she's even just like a better person. And it's been so fun to watch her grow up. I mean, I remember her little kid at basketball camps <laughs> when I was in high school, like running the camps, like when, when we would have the camps, running those, having her come. And, and then when I went to college, I, I know that they came to some games and everything and, and just getting to see her um, become the athlete and woman that she is today has just been really fun. And I'm just really proud of her. Um, so, yeah, when Jonathan asked me um, or told me, you know, she's close, it's going to happen. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. Um, and he mentioned that, and I was like, well, I'd, I'd love to be there, um, you know. And so then it just kind of stirred into this that I, I'm gonna, you know, wanted to be there and then that I would be able to present her the ball. And I think it was just special. Um, you know, it was really special to me. Um, I think that. Of course, like, you know, in my mind, I think, like, records and all of those things, it's it's so great to accomplish, and I am so proud of the things that I had done and, and started. But, you know, I, I broke somebody's record first, too, right? Right. And I think that it's just so special to see that, like, you, you break records so that it can get broken in the future and that you um, – I feel like I guess I w- it was more accomplishing that she broke the record because in a little way of that you set the st- I you know I set the standard I set the record and um hopefully inspired her to be a good basketball player and want to go after something and want to break the record and so I'm I'm glad that was one of her goal and um that she was able to to break that and I was able to to be there and uh, support her and when she did it and um celebrate her victory of of breaking the record i think that's something that's that's really cool with that 
that Civic Memorial girls basketball program right now. It's so community-oriented because another person I had on the podcast recently was Kelby Zupan. And Kelby talked about being a little girl and going and watching Allie play. And now here, Kelby's on the team that finally made it over the hump and got to the state tournament, you know, with Civic Memorial Eagles basketball. And there's probably little girls that are going to one day be like, oh, I remember watching Kelby Zupan when I was a little girl. I mean, it's just become so cyclical and it's so community driven. I mean, and like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, you, you were kind of the person that set the 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 tone for what's what's come here you know you and with Jonathan coming in as the head coach there I mean so when you look at the program now I mean how proud of you are of the program and just how much of a a a system it's become yeah um just extremely proud of where the program started um how it's continued to just grow and grow and grow over the years and then you know where it is today obviously getting to state i mean this past year that's such an accomplishment that has had never been done before and it's exciting to see where the program is going to continue to go after here you know and and like you said how it's just become cyclical of you know the next player and the next player and i just think that's so awesome i it's so fun and that's why i love uh, athletics and sports so much is because mm-hmm. you get that, you get that community, you get that, um, kind of competitiveness, um, of, of always wanting to be better than the next, but it's not just wanting to be better than the next. It's that who came before you inspired you to want to be better. And I think that's really important when you kind of, you know, when I look back on it and when I was in high school, obviously, did I see all these things? Probably not, you know, in high school. And when I was getting ready to go to college, I, I didn't really know that I was really, um, being a role model for somebody, you know, right. you just don't think about it then. And then when I got to college, it's like, I still don't really feel like I'm somebody's role model, but then I started to, you know, there were younger girls coming to games and, just so excited to, to see me or they wore my number. I remember seeing a girl in the stands <laughs> had my number on and a big sign and she wanted to meet me after the game. And I'm like, why? Like, you know, at first I'm like, <laughs> wait, somebody, somebody wants to meet me. Like I inspire them. They want to be me. And it's so weird. Cause I look back and I'm like, well, that's how I was with people and, and watching people ahead of me. And, um, and, and so it's just neat to, to be in that position now and also being able to realize all of the lives that, you know, I, I hopefully um, inspired or touched in some way to, you know, push themselves and, and be the best, you know, athlete they can be um, and continue to go after their dreams and things, whatever that may be. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I think it's awesome to see. And when I was at um, – actually got to go to state to watch the girls right I was gonna Um, say that I thought you'd gone there yeah oh yeah 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 so I I live in Chicago now right um, I was able to to drive down and um it was so cool and just like looking at the amount of support that the town had for that team is amazing because you know that also was something that wasn't there when I played, you know, a little right. bit, it was getting better and better and it continued to grow, but that's been a fun thing to see as well. Just the community support behind the, the girls team, um, and women's athletics in general. Yeah. You bring that up. I mean, not just CM, but I mean, around here, especially this year, 
um, the boys basketball was kind of down in the in the Metro East area, and you had CM and how great they were, and you'd Edwardsville was good again. Alton had a much improved team, uh, best one they've had in years, and Marquette had a good team. There was a lot of really good girls basketball around here, and it was getting to a point where the gyms were filling up bigger for the girls basketball games and the boys basketball games and I know back when you played I mean just in the mid 2000s I mean you would have never even thought of that probably you know it's it's amazing how far girls basketball has come in the last decade or more 15 years yeah um and I I love to hear it and love to see it and I think that's something that I've kind of gravitated a lot towards now being being out of being out of competitively playing um, and coaching, right? Like there's only, you know, so much, like I I can't play anymore, right? But there are so many other ways that I can support, you know, younger females trying to get within sports and play. Um, You know, sometimes they don't always have as much opportunity to play um, and then also support them while they they are playing. Um, And so that's something that I've been, uh, really passionate about, I think, you know, always have been, always wanted to support, but um, gotten pretty passionate about since being outside of um, competitively playing. Let's talk about your, your coaching career a little bit, too. Um, you know, you were at uh, UAB as director of basketball operations, which is University of Alabama, Birmingham, and then you end up being an assistant at McKendree. So talk about those. I mean, that's just several years there in coaching, but what you kind of um, enjoyed about that and what you learned about yourself there as a, as a coach? Yeah. Um, I, I learned a lot about myself during, during those years, um, of being one, just recently removed from competitively playing. Right. Um, I wasn't, wasn't ready to hang it up and, you know, I was like, I don't, don't know what I'm going to do. And so I, I wanted to stay with, within the, the game. And so got into coaching and yeah, uh, down at Alabama, I, I really learned, I mean, the things that go on behind the scenes of a college coach or sorry, a college basketball program or any college program to that nature is there's a lot that I didn't know as a player. And I think I immediately reached out to like all my past like Dobos and uh, graduate assistants and managers. And I was like, thank you so much for like everything that you've done, (laughs) you did for our team. Like I, I just like had no idea, you know, was always thankful and, obviously we knew things got done, but, um, yeah, there, there's, there's definitely a lot. And so I, I learned a lot about what goes into the program, but then also I was surrounded by great coaches and great basketball minds that I got to learn from them because they knew I, you know, wanted to get into coaching. So, um, it was a lot of hours and a lot of work, but it was, it was really fun to, um, dive into coaching minds and strategies, offense, defense and things. And then, um, yeah, I was just ready to embark on, I was itching to coach. Um, there's mm-hmm. only so much that you can do as a Dobo just because of NCAA rules and regulations. So itching to talk to families. I was itching to find the talent and actually work with the girls. So I got offered um, the assistant job at McKendry uh, under Carrie Kirkhoff, who was assistant, longtime assistant at Bradley. Um, when I was at Illinois State, so I always knew who she was, and and she knew who I was, vice versa thing, Um, so it was kind of fun to to put that rivalry um, back together, Um, but she was an amazing um, person to learn from, as I still had a lot to learn, just being an assistant, and 
at McHendry. Um, well, one, it, it was really special to come closer back to home um, and get to coach um, in the area where I grew up, obviously, and knew knew the you know Southern Illinois region and high schools and the talent that was there, and wanting to bring that to McHendry to kind of build that program up. And um, it was also special because my dad played there. Um, he only played there for a couple years, but um, he went there as well. And okay. so it was really kind of special to kind of um, come, you know, come coach at the, the university that my dad played uh, under Harry Statham all those years ago. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I learned, learned so much. Um, I think my favorite part of coaching is the relationships that I got to build with the girls. Um, and getting to help develop their skill um, on and off the court, being able to, to have those relationships with the girls and learn directly from Carrie. Um, she taught me so much about the game. She taught me so much about um, even just basketball and life, life lessons and things in general as well. And um, I, I got to a point where I don't, I'm don't, not really sure what it, it was. It was just a feeling that I felt like it wasn't the right path for me anymore. Um, that I love the game. I loved doing so many things with coaching and about the girls, but I just felt like there was maybe something else that I, I needed to go do. And I think, you know, looking back a lot of that, I think I, I kind of struggled to know who I was outside of being an athlete or a basketball player, right. you know, Katie, Katie, the basketball player and Katie, the basketball coach and things. And, I didn't know what my identity was supposed to be after that, you know, like I got to go do something else. And, um, so I, I took a couple like steps away from basketball and I think it, it was, you know, sad at the time. It was really hard for my family, I think. Um, and it was really hard for me, but I think it was, it was good and it was needed because I think I needed that time away to learn to appreciate all of those like moments that I had and, why I loved basketball so much, why I love the sport and athletics and, and find my new path. Um, and so, you know, kind of uh, eventually got there. Um, but yeah, definitely needed to, to take a little step away from the game and kind of, uh, reevaluate and kind of see things through a different lens. Yeah. So now you're in, you're in Chicago and you're, you're a senior marketer for NCSA athletic recruiting. Uh, talk about mm-hmm. that and just kind of what, where your life's at right now. Sure. Um, yeah, so I, I've always, I wanted to get to Chicago. Um, my mom and dad uh, were Cubs fans. And so I grew up a Cubs fan. Oh no! That was, <laughs> <laughs> it was obviously hard to be in St. Louis with, uh, with being a big <laughs> Cubs Watching fan. all that winning. But, I know it had to have been hard. <laughs> oh, and yeah, talk about winning this last weekend. I went to some of the games. Oh, wow. So that was unfortunate. <laughs> Unfortunate for me, but right. it's for Cardinals. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I said, I, I've been kind of on that journey of trying to find my path and what that looks like. Of um, that, you know, it's it's okay that I my identity is still a lot of basketball because it was such an important part of my life and still is. And now, what I'm doing now, um, working for next college student athlete, where a help like a recruiting and education service for these and student athletes going through the process. Um, but we also have a platform that helps student athletes connect with coaches directly. Um, so coaches can find athletes and things. So yeah, it's, it's a, 
it's a great recruiting platform and opportunity. So I work on the marketing team where I get to um, come up with new content ideas and strategies to really help families. And I think that's what I drew me to the company in general. It was my connection back into sports, um, but also to be able to be in a position to really provide information and education that can help families and help student athletes find their college fit. You know, there's so many sports out there and so many athletes out there that don't even realize that they have an opportunity to continue playing the sport that they love. Um, and so this service and the education that we provide really can help, you know, athletes and their families find those opportunities, um, in an affordable, you know, type of way. Very cool. That's very cool. That's, that's obviously a little bit different. It's, it's more building, building relationships, maybe even, and, and helping those kids. Like you said, you know, you had to figure out where you're going to go recruiting wise. A lot of kids too, they, they, they don't have maybe the support system to help them through a recruiting process either. So that's good also on that aspect of it. And not everybody, I was lucky to have, such supportive parents and coaches like Jonathan Denny was such a supportive coach and helping me through. I had a supportive AAU coach who helped me through the recruiting process as well. I mean, I was beyond lucky um, to have all of that. And like you said, not, not everybody does, or, you know, maybe they just don't even know where to start. Um, And so I I think the service is a really special one to to help those kids and families um, know that they have options, you know, or opportunities to, to continue to play the sport they love because, like I said, I'm, I'm very passionate in, um, in believing that being a college athlete is extremely special and something that, you know, it's not right for everybody, but if it is right for you and you do it, I, I don't think you'll ever regret it. Now, are you just helping kids around the Chicago area or is this a nationwide deal that you're doing with NCSA? So, yeah, so it's a nationwide um the country coaches um, and, and kids and athletes and profiles that we we have um yeah completely nationwide and um it's starting to get you know even bigger and bigger and um it's i'm excited to see where it's going to go and the opportunities that that can can help take me and it's also given me you know the time um the extra time to find you know other hobbies and things that <laughs> i like to do that um, full-time job times 10, 100. Um, there is no time for anything else, um, which, which I loved, but, uh, you know, it just wasn't the, the right time for me. Um, but I got, I found ways to get involved with basketball here in Chicago, um, with helping, um, some camps where they're around, I get to help with youth. And I also started working for, um, the Chicago Bulls Kids Nation program, okay. and so getting to do clinics and camps and um, different different opportunities with kids that come to the Chicago Bulls program, and um, so I I still get in I I seek that out um, just in just in different ways. Yeah. So what what kind of hobbies does Katie Broadway do now now that she's got more time? <laughs> Um, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, been trying to read more. Um, I'm a big, I, I do love to craft and, um, I've recently gotten, um, pretty big into plants and I, <laughs> I 
can I owe that to the the pandemic a little bit because when we were in shutdown, you know, everybody kind of picked up new things and I kind of picked up plants. So I I have a lot of plants in my house now and <laughs> um that's kind of been a a fun thing and because in Chicago like I I don't really have yard space for a garden, right. but maybe some maybe someday I'll be able to have a big garden, but uh for now it's just indoor plants. Okay, and a couple other things real quick before I let you go I wanted to talk to you about. One thing was I'm I'm still on the I'm I'm president of the Gallatin uh, basketball awards, which is the old Alton Exchange Club, and I know um, in uh, 2016 we uh, Steve Porter reached out to you to come back and be the speaker there. It was while you were at McKendry, and as a is a three time winner, you're you're one of only two three time winners. Again, you know you can't do anything without Allie at least matching you. So Allie's the other three time winner of the of the award, but you got to come back and speak at that uh, uh, banquet, and it was. It was Allie's senior year, too, I believe. So, I mean, just talk about coming back there and what that meant to you to be able to be in a room full of, you know, Jonathan's there uh, at the time and 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 all those people that uh, and, and, and be able to come back and speak to them at the place where it kind of all started for you. Yeah, I was beyond honored when Steve asked me to come um, talk. And I was really nervous because um, I was like, oh, I have to public speak. <laughs> um, but I, I was so honored and so excited to do it. Um, and I still, looking back, um, that is a memorable moment um, outside of it. I, I think back on that all the time. And um, I loved getting to talk about, you know, my experience as a high school athlete into college and then into college coaching and life afterwards. And the transitions from all of those are, are hard. And, um, it, I, it was just, it was fun to, to share that, share that knowledge and experience with the kids that who were there. And, um, I hope that they got something from it, you know, again, looking back at high school knows if they did, maybe it sank in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, it was, it was an honor to, to come back and, and speak, um, to all of the, the high school kids and coaches. And I know that there are a lot of former athletes who, um, were there as well, who won the award. So it was neat to, to get to speak in front of them, meet them. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, a it was a great, great banquet. Um, and I was really proud to be there. All right. I got one more, uh, hard, the hardest hitting question I've had for you tonight, and then I'm going to let you go. So, um, as a Bethalto person, a CM grad, uh, um, all right, Roma's Pizza or Gino's 140 Club? Oh, always Roma's Pizza. Hundred <laughs> percent will always. Although Gino's 140 has amazing bread and butter, which is hard for me to to turn down. But Roma's Pizza, and and maybe that's because it was always a tradition after basketball games. My parents and our our friends, other girls on the team, and our family friends, we always went to Roma's and and ate after the games together. It was kind of like our tradition thing, so maybe that's kind of part of it. But the pizza is <laughs> great, and even when I lived when I lived in Birmingham, um, my mom came and visited me, and she drove down Roma's Pizza from Birmingham <laughs> for her for her and I because I hadn't had it in like two years, and I was like, I must have Roma's Pizza, and she drove it down for me. So that was pretty cool. Awesome, awesome. You know, another another uh, CM grad's kind of making his uh, his 
self-known in the Bethalto food scene now too with uh, Ross Locks with Locks uh, Brickhouse. That place has gotten uh, a lot of traction in town now now too. So it's kind of a trifecta when you eat in Bethalto now for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. And his wife Dawn was a very good basketball player as well. And um, I remember playing against her. And then actually, when I lived in the area, we would play pickup games. Um, at CM, like we called it old lady ball. Um, but we would play it, you know, once a week in the summer with former, um, athletes in the area. It's so like Amber Shelton would play oh, yeah. Hans, Julianne green. Um, yeah, really, really fun. I, I miss that cause I haven't played competitively or pick up in a long time. So <laughs> that was always fun. Katie Ponce just had, uh, um, twins. I did see that. I saw yeah. it on social media. So, so great. She's, uh, so nice and a great person yes yep all right well katie thank you for coming on and congratulations on being a um, ibca hall of famer you know they can't take that away from you and that's a huge honor so uh you'll be enshrined in in that hall of fame forever now so (laughs) thank you so much uh it means a lot it means a lot to be on here talking with you today so thanks for thinking of me and having me on all right thanks Thanks for listening to the Coach Speak podcast. If you're a coach or player or know a coach or player who would like to be featured on the Coach Speak podcast, email Bill at broseberry5123 at gmail.com. And tune in next time on Coach Speak, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Steve Medford.